Well, hello, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. One of the biggest things that stops people from starting a podcast is the tech that comes with it. It always seems so intimidating for people, but you don't have to use all this crazy software and equipment to start a podcast. And actually using the technology isn't the thing that's intimidating. The thing that can be intimidating are all the choices that you have to make when it comes to getting your show off the ground. Decision fatigue is real. I always think of that scene from The Notebook, you know, the one when Ryan Gosling is asking Rachel McAdams what she wants, and she is so distraught, and she's crying, and she can't decide, and she says, it's not that simple. And I think that's how some people feel when they have to make decisions for their podcast. So instead, they freeze, and they just don't make any decisions at all, and they never get their show up and running. So in hopes of alleviating some of your overwhelm, I am going to quickly share my top recommendations for getting started with podcasting, which mic to use, what to use for recording solo and guest interviews, and who to host your podcast with. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll realize that it really is that simple to make these decisions and move on to the next step that you need to take to get your podcast out into the world. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most, busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Okay, this is the second episode in my launch series. In episode four, I talked about three things that you really need to nail down before you do anything like recording your episodes or even worrying about equipment. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and take a listen to that one first. And I want to remind you that in this launch series, I have a free launch guide that you can download. So just check the show notes for the link to that. First, let's talk about your actual recording space. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are going to be doing your recording from your house. So thinking about the space that you're going to record in, in an ideal world, it would be a smaller room that is carpeted, not hardwood. It's away from any kind of windows that might be near busy traffic outside. The idea is that you want to be in a space that's going to soak up the sound and not give off that echoey noise. If your whole house has hardwood floors and you just don't have a place that's carpeted, do you have a closet that you can record in? (laughs) And I know that that might sound weird, but there are tons of people who record their podcast episodes in their closet, and it makes for great audio. And honestly, if you have been working from home for the past couple of years because of COVID, and if you have kids who have been home and maybe your partner's been home with you and your house has been feeling very crowded, maybe sneaking away to the closet to record a podcast episode might not be so bad. (laughs) 
And I feel like I can't talk about recording in your closet without mentioning a quick story that is kind of a running joke in my family. I have an older sister and a younger brother. And when we were little, my brother was probably in kindergarten. He was really young. And, you know, when you go to school and your teacher puts all of your work in your backpack from the day, and one day he came from home from school and my mom checked his backpack and she took out a picture. And it was a picture of somebody sitting down in what looked like a small room with a speech bubble. And the speech bubble had, like, it looked like somebody was just talking to themselves. Blah, 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 blah basically is what was in the speech bubble. And you know when kids are really little and they either don't know how to write yet or they're still learning and the teacher will transcribe what they've written underneath the picture. And so underneath the picture it says, my mom likes to go in her closet and talk to herself. (laughs) And I mean, he wasn't lying. It was kind of true. My mom would when she wanted some quiet, some peace and quiet, she would go and sit in her closet. It was a walk-in closet, and she would sit in there, and she would do her meditations, or she would talk to one of her best friends on the phone. But I think that my mom was mortified because obviously the teacher has no background knowledge on why he's drawing a picture of this. All that to say that if you decide to record your episodes in your closet, you are not the first person <laughs> to put yourself in a closet and talk to yourself. Alrighty, so then mics. You absolutely need a microphone and you need headphones. So there's two kinds of microphones, dynamic and condenser mics. And my recommendation, if you are podcasting at home, my recommendation is the ATR2100X. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's just under $100. And this is a dynamic microphone, which means that it's a little bit more forgiving. It's not going to pick up as much as some other mics would. And when you buy this one, it comes with, it comes with like a little stand. It's kind of flimsy. So what I use is I have a boom arm that t- attaches to my desk and then the mic goes onto that. And so then I'm hands free. I don't have to like worry about touching anything or having the mic in like a weird position or anything like that. And then you'll also want some sort of pop filter and you can get these for like $3 on Amazon. And I'll link all of these in the show notes, but. What a pop filter is going to do is it's going to help reduce your plosives, like your P sound that can sometimes give that that pop when you don't use one. So the ATR2100X is my top recommendation. There are tons of other dynamic mics that you can get. And like I said, I will list some of those out for you in the show notes. And then there's the Blue Yeti. And you've probably seen this mic. You might even have this mic. It's a very popular one. It's a little bit more expensive, but again, you can get it on Amazon. It's considered to be a very pretty mic. I may or may not have bought one specifically for my (laughs) brand photos that I got done for my website. But this is a condenser mic, which means that it's really made to be used in a studio. And so it's going to be more sensitive and it will pick up more sound. That being said, I do know people who use the Blue Yeti. I I have clients who use it too. And if they're in a carpeted room, 
like a nice smaller space in their house, it sounds great. So you definitely can make it work if you have one. And it's a great mic. You just need to make sure that your actual recording space is ideal too. And you can YouTube. There's tons of YouTube videos that show you how to set up your mic properly. I think that's an issue that that comes up is people don't have their settings correct and things like that. So if you're unsure, if you already have a mic and you're unsure if you're using it correctly, I guarantee you that there is a YouTube video on how to set up your mic. But what I love about the ATR2100 is it's a USB mic. So you just, there's a cord that you plug into the mic and then you plug the other end into your computer. And then I plug my headphones into my mic and I'm ready to go. So it's really easy. It takes, you know, a couple seconds to set up. And speaking of headphones, yes, you do need to wear headphones when you record, when you record solo episodes and when you record guest interviews. It doesn't have to be any kind of fancy headphones, but I do recommend that it's a corded pair of headphones versus using something like AirPods. And if you've never used the combination of a microphone and headphones before, it's going to feel weird at first. It's going to seem weird as you're talking, but you're going to get used to it and it's going to It's going to help your audio and it's going to help you be more aware of how fast you're talking, how close you are to your mic and things like that. I use a pair of Sony MDR headphones that I got on Amazon. They work great. They're not anything fancy, but they get the job done. Okay, so then let's look at hosting. So if you aren't familiar with how podcast hosting and distribution works, essentially, just like you need a host to host your website. You need a host to host your podcast. And there's tons of different options out there. I'm going to give you my top three. But basically, this is where you will set up your entire show. And it's where you will upload your episodes every week. And then your host will shoot it out to all of the other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all those other places. My top recommendation is Libsyn. It's what I use. It's what my clients use. They have been in the game for a while. They are reliable. They have great customer service. I've never had any issues with them. And if you're going to do weekly episodes, then you can sign up for the version that's $15 a month. That will give you enough storage for weekly episodes. And then two other comparable hosts and po- that are also popular and that have similar features would be Buzzsprout and Captivate. Buzzsprout, I believe, is just about the same price as Libsyn. I think Captivate is a little bit more expensive, but I've heard wonderful things about Captivate. But I don't think that you can go wrong with with either of these, Libsyn, Buzzsprout, or Captivate. So you've got your recording space, your mic, your headphones, your host. Now you need somewhere to record your episodes. So this will depend on if you're recording solo episodes or guest interviews. So for solo episodes, the top two recommendations are Audacity and GarageBand. GarageBand is for Mac users only. It is free. Audacity can be used for anyone and it's also free. Audacityteam.org is their website. This is what I use to record my solo episodes and it's also what I use to edit. So you can, if you're going to be doing both of those things for your podcast, you can both record and edit right on Audacity. It's it's really a personal preference. Some people love GarageBand. I don't find GarageBand to be as user-friendly as Audacity. When you're in Audacity, you literally, there's a red 
circle button and you just push it and that starts your recording and you push the button to stop it. It's that simple. And then you can edit on the same program and then you can export that file when you're done. All right, now let's talk about guest interviews or if you're co-hosting a podcast, this would apply to you as well. So I'm gonna give you three options here. There Again, there are multiple options out there, but the first being Zoom, which I mean, everybody's familiar with Zoom. You know how it works. That's definitely a benefit of using Zoom. It's free. Of course, there are paid plans, but for what you need to get a podcast interview, it's free. If you're using any kind of scheduling platform like Calendly, you can set it up so that your Zoom account is linked to your Calendly account. So if somebody books an interview with you, it will automatically send them the information to join the Zoom interview. Problem that happens with Zoom is that if if either person's internet connection is not really stable, then that glitchy sound happens. You probably know what I'm talking about. And you really can't take that out during the editing process. It doesn't always happen. So, I mean, you could you could start out using Zoom and see how it goes. And then if you need to switch to something else, you can switch. If you are going to use Zoom, I definitely recommend switching your settings so that you're recording on separate tracks. And what this will do is it will, at the end of your interview, it will give you a file for you and a file for your guest. And this is going to allow for a much cleaner edit and more detailed edit in post-production. And to change that setting, it's really, really easy. You need to have the Zoom app on your computer. And if you go to settings and then click on recording, and then you'll want to check the box that says record a separate audio file for each participant. And that's all you have to do. And then it will give you separate tracks. That way, if you, if you're doing an interview with a guest, if you're speaking and the guest's phone rings on their side, you'll be able to edit that out. Whereas if it was, if it was all on one track, you really wouldn't be able to. And then another option is to use a program called Clean Feed. Now, Clean Feed does not have video, but it captures great audio. So you could actually use a combination of Zoom and Clean Feed. So you could have Zoom for the video if you wanted to be able to see your guest and then capture the audio on Clean Feed only. And again, this is a really simple process to set up. I have an article that I can link in the show notes that will show you like a step-by-step process of how to do this. And then lastly, you have other paid options, the two most popular being Zencaster or Squadcast. And on these programs, you can capture both audio and video, and it will automatically give you separate tracks, one for you and one for your guest. These are paid. I believe it depends on how many hours of audio you use each month. So it's a monthly fee. Any of these options are Fairly simple to use for both you and your guest. So I recommend choosing one, trying it out. It's something that you can easily switch up if you're not loving it. One other thing I want to mention that's really important about guest interviews is when you're recording, no matter what you're using to record, you really want to make sure that whichever program you're using is actually recognizing your mic and your headphones. So whether you're in Zoom or CleanFeed or Squadcast, you want to look at where the input is and make sure that it says the name of your mic 
And you can do something called a scratch test. And this is when you just take your finger and you scratch the top of your mic back and forth. And if your guests can hear it, then that means that your mic is being recognized and it's good to go. And then have them do the same thing. And this is a really quick and easy way to make sure that that your equipment is properly set up before you start your interview. Because nothing is worse than recording an entire interview that's amazing and then you go to listen to it and the audio is crappy. All right, I hope that this helped you make some important decisions when it comes to equipment and software and hosting for your podcast. As with most things, my recommendation is to just pick something, try it out. If you don't love it, you can always change it and just get started. Don't forget to download the launch guide. The link is in the show notes. And I will see you next week to talk all about your cover art, your intro, your outro, music, and trailer. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links and resources that were mentioned. If you have questions, takeaways, or just want to say hi, send me a message over on Instagram at podcasting for educators. Bye for now.